Welcome to Unworldly Everything. You have now opened the door to higher worlds and unanswered questions. On the show, we seek the fringes of our mental limits and deep dive into all things superhuman, supernatural, and paranormal. We are your hosts, psychic medium Bonnie McCliss and my psychic daughter, Julia Gerber. Join us as we move through a journey of awakening this strange, mystical, spiritual revolution. In this episode, we're going to talk to Dr. Elisa Peavy, who we've had the pleasure of talking to about holistic health and bridging the world between traditional Western medicine and the ancient practice of holistic healing. I think it means something that you grew up with parents that kind of navigated both sides, whether that was your, it was your dad's second career even. So I, I want to hear a little bit, share that story. And then I want to delicately ask, because I have so much respect for the medical community, you know, and I, I of all people, no, it doesn't feel good with prejudice. You know, oh, you're a psychic? What's that? Is that real? So that doesn't feel good. But I, I do want to, I just want to approach the idea of, obviously you saw something was missing in the Western medical unit. And um, and I guess, you know, again, you shared the story with your, with your siblings and your brothers, but I, I wondered if there was anything you can touch on about that. And then um, the other two main points that I think I'll go in this order is just kind of, you seem to say often throughout your content about keeping your vibration really high, and that's kind of a preventative medicine. And I'm like, oh yeah, let's talk about that, Elisa. (laughs) And then I'll just say like, how do we get our life in shape? Like right now, top three things. Dr. Peavy received her DO degree from A.T. Still University Kirksville College of Osteopathic Medicine in 2010. She completed her residency at Oklahoma State University in Tulsa in 2013 and is currently board certified in family medicine. I guess it's best to start at the beginning. I feel like you and I have similar bringings a little bit because um, I I grew up with a dad that was a detective for the police department and then my mom was a psychic medium hypnotherapist. So, and then you have a very similar thing where, from what I've heard, your dad was a doctor and your mom was holistic healing as well? Yeah, my dad actually didn't go back to medical school until I was 10, just turning 11 years old at the time when he decided to go back. And he and my mom had seven kids when he started med school. And then they had a set of twins actually last day of finals in his fourth quarter of his first year of med school he had uh, ended up having twins and, and of course <laughs> just the way he works he went in and delivered one baby one ended up being c-section went and took a final smoked it and then came back you know to my mom to make sure she was all good it was just <laughs> totally crazy <laughs> totally crazy yeah, but I really do have a unique, very unique upbringing. My mom has always been super, super intuitive. I think she got it from her mom, not really knowing her mom did a lot of stuff with geodes and rocks. And, you know, I just, I think that there's been a lot of that in her family line. Oh, wow. And growing up, she kind of discovered that, well, for example, we she was taking us in for ear infections like every month. I was, I don't know, five, six, and there were several of us and she would keep taking us in with the on antibiotics and she started 
doing some research and figured out that really the dairy was causing all of this stuff. She stopped the dairy, everything wow. else stopped. You know, so she knew there were other things. And at that time, you don't know an eliminated dairy. It's like, what did the body good, right? Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, that was the, you know, the yeah. understanding at the time, right? Right, right. So she she started doing a lot of herbs. You know, we'd get sick and we'd, we'd load up on, you know, mullein tea and, and vitamin C and things like that. And then when my dad started medical school, she actually met another med medical student who did a lot of running energy and muscle testing. And he would, like, drain wastes and toxins. And so she started picking these things up and asking questions. And we just were watching and along for the ride. So I always knew there was way more to our bodies than we ever believed back then or, you know, what really med schools taught. Right. right. Um, wow. It's in your roots. It's like the foundation of your, your being. That's incredible to hear that. Yeah. So, and then when my brothers, my twin brothers were born in med school, they were born, you know, prematurely at like 36 weeks and they had difficulties sucking. And a lot of times that happens, um, the, the vagus nerve kind of has an impingement and it was at the point where they, they wanted to take, take them and almost put an IV in them. I mean, these little babies and my mom was like, no way, I'm not doing that, you know? So she founded a doctor there in um in Kirksville um who did cranial sacral and she took him in and literally within like 45 seconds after cranial sucking reflex was back on both of them and so she would just wow. every few days when she needed to she'd take him back in and Dr. Steele would get him in and she'd do the cranial and they'd get right back and you know be able to eat no problem so I love yeah. that so much like and and to, and to have that faith like because this I don't know, but I mean, from what I understand, you know, at, the, at that time period, you know, that's not modern medicine. I mean, it's not even modern medicine now. So, I mean, it took some faith on your mom's part to be like, nope, right. no tubes, we're doing it this yep. way. That's that's yep. incredible. I, for one, loved hearing about Dr. Elisa's family and background and how it shaped her to be the person she is today. But we also asked her how this upbringing led to her career in medicine. So it seems like this has been a part of your background. So was that your plan all along, Elisa, to start with Western medicine to get, you know, these this foundation as a doctor and then lead into this new world into energy and holistic health? Was that always your plan or did was there something that made you shift to the middle somewhere? Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's definitely a shift. I mean, I knew I want more. I, I knew I wanted to be a D.O., because they did the cranial and so that I felt like that was the an extra tool that they have but I didn't know anything about energy until I was in medical school 2007 and my I grew up LDS so of course you know men had any sort of ability to run energy they call it the priesthood you know all that stuff and so I watched The Secret and in 2007 I was pregnant with my second kiddo and that changed I mean it it changed everything for my husband and I and The Secret is is very in terms of any in-depthness it's very superficial but it was like it's you know in order for us to get there sometimes we have to take little pieces and that was my my first yeah my first opening and at the same time 
my mom was going through, she was in her, gosh, late 40s, and she was going through a healing transition and stumbled into a modality called rapid eye technology. Oh, right. Yeah. And that was everything. So from that, my mom learned so much. And of course, then I started coming in doing classes, things like, you know, creating closeness. And I, I, I took rapid eye. I did an alchemy course, just things that really are about communication, about healing, about facing our inner demons or beliefs that right. are you now really not working for us. And, you know, started that right before I graduated from med school, really, is when that was happening. So okay. I knew at that time that this stuff was really, really cool. I am so visual and I would just have to see pops and flashes of different things. And of course, it excited me. Even at that time, I just I felt like it was what we needed. And I hadn't even been through residency or even attempted anything in traditional medicine at that point. So I was a little bit broke open, but very naive and was still entering, you know, a time in my life when it was it was focused on definitely on the, the training aspect of it so. right which which is which is so fascinating that actually leads me to my next question just to kind of in your in your background was it intimidating so if you have these beliefs you know let's say you know after your residency and you beginning your own practice or working as a part of a practice and you have these beliefs and experiences around energy healing or holistic health when a client would come to you, did you feel comfortable sharing with them their options? I mean, that's that's like tricky stuff. I mean, I mean, it probably took you a while to get fluid yes. with both worlds, right? Yes, yes. In fact, residency. I mean, I didn't think if my residents could describe me, I was like this optimistically happy kind of ridiculous. Wants everyone to, you know, right? I love that same. I get it. It's awesome. <laughs> And then, of course, you know, what, what ends up happening is I finished residency and I had all these plans, um, but, but then I, I was stuck in the um, pay off all my student loans and get my feet right. stable and, and, and follow that. And so I kind of lost my vision for several years, for several years. In fact, it's funny because last, last year when I started really all these feelings, you know, came up. I, this is something I really need to do. I, I had a moment there and I was like, oh my gosh, that this really, this really was my, this is what I've always wanted. Right. I, I, I had kind of pushed it down for, for a few years. Given Dr. Elisa's work, we decided it was important to ask her about her thoughts on how people getting sick or on balance can be directly related to one's emotional or energetic state, and she says it almost always comes down to stress and the power of positive thinking. One of the things that I wanted to touch base with you on was this idea that there's an emotional and energetic link to disease. So obviously with this year, it just swept us off of our feet and nobody was untouched in so many different ways. And I've had a lot of meditations and intuitive hits about the connection between energy and body. And it's prompted me to do a lot of research to the point where when I read these papers by these doctors that are a little bit more willing to, like yourself, go beyond the standard protocol of Western medicine, they say there is an indefinitely a connection to disease when the body is energetically out of balance. You know, that's what ancient doctors in the East have been telling us all along. So do you have a strong stance on this emotional and energetic link of having an imbalance and actually causing disease in the body? 
Yes, it's everything. Break it down super simple. Let's just look at it and use the word stress. We know that stress is responsible for, they're saying 90 to 95% of disease. Wow. That stress worsens, exacerbates, leads to, you know, etc. But what is stress? Like, I, I don't know if we've ever really sat and defined what stress is. Well, if you actually look at the literal definition, it's, it is physical or emotional tension in the body. So we have emotions and then we have physical tension when we have pain somewhere. That's stress. So everything we come in contact with, whether it's good or positive, affects our energy field. When we have things that come into our, our mind, like a thought that produces a stressful feeling, that's why thoughts are so important. What happens is we literally start making chemicals right then in that moment related to that stressful feeling that actually affects every part of our body. And we know that stress, it shuts us down. It produces fear and it shuts our body down really from being able to be in balance. So the emotional component is that the reason why that's so important is because everything that we feel has a vibration, has a frequency. And every low vibration frequency, meaning fear, anger, angst, sadness, overwhelm, grief, you start listing them out. When you're sitting in those low frequency states and you're always sitting in that emotion, those are producing chemicals that are keeping your body in that state and not allowing it really to move forward or to really just open up and find balance or find harmony or to thrive right. really right that's thank you thank you for sharing that and to me it brings me back to like yogic philosophy right like this um, again going back to the eastern culture where you've you know you've heard these stories where these these yogis are living to be 125 years old some of them just you know, don't eat or drink like people in the in the West right. do. So, you know, it makes it really starts to make, get you thinking. Um, I love how you just really said, what is stress? I don't know that I've ever stopped to really break it down. And I completely believe that, that it's it's responsible for, you know, the imbalance that leads to, to disease. So when it comes to our personal vibration, I was, you know, kind of looking at your stuff. And it seems like you believe that keeping your personal vibration and frequency high, um, definitely lends itself to health and wellness. But you also stated in some of your stuff that it also contributes to the rest of the world, this like mass um, frequency. I mean, it's almost if we're <laughs> to me, I was like, it's kind of like recycling. You know, we're recycling energy. What are we putting back out better than where we found it? Or are we being walking energetic dumpster around people? But can you speak to your thoughts on how people can keep their energy, personal energy high, and then maybe how that affects those around them? So, okay, so as far as keeping your frequency high, if you look at it in terms of from an emotional state, what you're looking at is you're trying to find those emotions that are high-frequency emotions. So that's like joy or peace or love or happiness. Those are all feel-good emotions, right? right? Mm -hmm. And there's this it's called the Hawkins scale of consciousness. 
those frequencies are, are up there right close to Christ consciousness, which is at a thousand. And so that's our goal. It's our aim is to, to be in a state of feeling that is always in that positive state because that's where we'll then be able to manage and move through life and ward off disease and, you know, all of those other things. Absolutely. So that's the ultimate goal. Now, how do we get there is, is an entirely different question because we have everything that, because we're energy and our energy fields come in contact and are energetically connected to everything, everything that comes in contact with us either brings it down or uplifts it. So it's the toxins, the things we breathe in the air, water that we're drinking on a regular basis, the foods that we're eating, the spirituality or our willingness to really look at ourselves. It's, it's the exercise. I mean, it's all of that. Right, but right. The thing, the thing that actually impacts it even more is all the thoughts, the subconscious thoughts that may not be thoughts that actually help better our situation or negative thoughts that actually bring our frequency down. And we don't even know they're, they're there because they're running in our subconscious mind like analog computer. They just keep going. And we have, I, I think it's like 80% of the thoughts we had yesterday are the same thoughts that we have today. So if we had 80% negative thoughts yesterday, right. you're having those same thoughts today and you don't even know it and so those bog us down that those negative thoughts that we have they bog us down we also have learned the beliefs about how to do things that we usually pick up between you know zero and seven just because we're in that theta state of consciousness at that age and so we soak things in like a sponge well, we watch everybody in our life, our parents, and we watch our family, and we watch all these people, and we're picking up how to do or how the world works, or we're learning from them what happens when you do this, and it may not necessarily be true, but we're taking that belief system, and we're now using that to dictate our life in its current state that we're in, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, it makes perfect sense. I completely agree. And I think it's even, I think it was Louis Torrey. I love his sentence. He's often says, you know, your future is just your thoughts reincarnated. Like, like, it's yes. like, yeah, it is. And I think what I run into people is what you just described is really hitting the, you know, doing things to raise your vibration physically, doing things to raise your vibration mentally, doing things and raise your vibration spiritually. And I think I run into people who are like, I'm already exhausted when we got to the one, the body. Forget about mental and spiritual. You know, like it's this, how do I hold it all together, much less transcend my past? I mean, it's so, that's just, I think they just kind of get overwhelmed. And so people will come to me and they will say, okay, shoot me straight. Tell me what I got to do to get back on the path and rise above my situation. And I think that that's what people need to have hope, right? It's all about hope, that they are capable of transcending their own pain. Next, we ask about what we can do to help change our energy and improve our spiritual frequency to keep our health and spirits high. I'm sure you have these answers in your beautiful archive and spirit. If we were to set somebody up with an Elisa boot camp of raising their vibration and um, transcending their pain and transitioning their physical body, what would be the three things that we can send them to do right now that will just change everything and set yeah. them on a path of healing? 
Yeah, that is an awesome question. It will be different for everyone. Right. But, but the way to change where you're at or if you desire something else in order to get there, you have to be willing to change your environment, right? Because, again, it's our environment that's creating all of these things, whether it's right. your spiritual environment or your emotional environment or your physical environment. It's all impacting. And so the idea is to essentially create a plan, an individual plan for each person that is going to help them get those pieces that they need and it will help change the environment so it's giving those three steps so the three steps the first one is to release those negative emotions the generational belief systems or even generational hurts that have not been processed right to raise your frequency because all of that is dense energy it keeps us bogged down we have to be willing to go in and actually look at that piece and there are literally millions of ways of going in and processing a lot of that stuff. You can just go do, a, you know, past life regressions. You can do rapid eye. You can do biofilm tuning. You can do best therapy. You can do neuroemotional work. Um, there's, there's, there's so, so many different. I'm sure you have classes that you do that helps with clearing a lot of that stuff. I'm sure you could. Yeah, you know, all these share. are beautiful roads. Like absolutely, I completely yeah, agree. Yeah, so it's never a one size it's all mm -hmm. but those are the tools that are going to actually help get them there faster that makes because sense. talk therapy we can talk therapy all day or we can really discuss those things but just to change a habit it takes 21 days of every day looking at that and talk therapy because we're not energetically doing as much in the work it's not right. happening as fast you got it. You got it. And if I pull everything together with this kind of, um, again, this wellspring of your experience, even going back to your background as a little girl and probably other lifetimes, Elisa, if we're being honest, this healer that you are, I'm listening to what you're saying and it keeps coming back on how to keep your vibration high, like how to basically dump the density and focus on this Christ consciousness or this higher state or higher awareness. And right. I think when we say it, it sounds so simple, right? And I think that people understand it in concept. But I think we need help. I think every I think we need the spiritual sponsorship. I know I had people, people maybe would not you know, always with the labels, some of them weren't doctors, some of them were a teacher or, or a good friend or, you know, a neighbor, but there have been people paying into my bank account of healing and spirituality. So I think in my background, you, it's been my experience, it really helps to collaborate with somebody that has your best interest, you know, yes. instead of so I think that people want to heal, they just don't know how to do it. And I think that's where I'm really excited about this Bodhi project that you've put together. Again, just so many different options based on people's needs and their backgrounds, different healers. And this is the time, right? This is the time yeah. where we are ready to be open-minded and truly take our lives and our vibration back so that we can offer something better and be of service. Here in a moment, we're going to talk more about Dr. Elisa's program, Bodhi. Bodhi is a network of professionals that provide accurate science-based information on holistic, intuitive, and alternative medicine options. So how long have you had the Bodhi Destination Health project up and running? My website went live, you know, officially August 1st, really. Oh, wow. Uh -oh. So congratulations. It is new. I guess I have like one last question. 
Is there anything currently that you're working on personally that you could share with us things that maybe has been a struggle in the past, but you're dedicated to this journey? Is there anything you're working on that really excites you, you have a plan for, and maybe where you see yourself in a couple of years? Where is all of this, you know, new age and healing going? Yeah, I am. The program I mentioned, I'm working on and putting together. And I'm really excited about that because it incorporated within it the healings built in. They get to choose healers to work with because I really feel like that is the missing link in traditional medicine. We're not hitting that emotional piece. And, and that's really where we, you know, should be focusing. So my whole last couple two or three months I've spent putting that together I'm really very excited about it Working with energy and spirituality, or even talking about it, still isn't completely mainstream in today's society I live and breathe this stuff every single day but it is so easy to forget that the metaphysical isn't common ground for everyone especially in the medical field what about your peers, you know, other doctors, friends of yours? Is that hard, Elisa? Like you're kind of dipping one toe in one world seemingly and then straddling these two worlds. I mean, do you have a hard time? Are you mocked for this kind of open-mindedness or do people pretty much generally in your field, are they inspired by what you're doing? I've had both. I can tell you last year when really came out with Bodhi and of course I have all my colleagues and other people that I'm friends with I really didn't hear from anyone not really wow. one person yeah but I can tell you there's a couple of really good groups one is called supernatural women physicians on Facebook and one's called empowering women physicians and women are coming out I'm a psychic I've been a psychic you know I, right. I do I do tarot readings I do you know so that really exponentially and again, I think we have to give credit to COVID for that. I really do. Absolutely. At least the time period. Absolutely. Right? I agree. They're not just waking up, but they're not ashamed anymore. A lot of them of who they are and more people are talking about it. It really, it's been an amazing thing to watch. I, I um, bet. And we don't think about the stigma with doctors if they're psychic, right? They can talk. Right? You have doctors that are highly intuitive, which most are. You know, I can imagine being healers or drawn to this field. You know, having these instincts, but they just like a therapist, you know, they can't say things out of this box. And so you're noticing that they're just slowly coming out of the closet. I agree. COVID, one of the best things COVID has given us is this willingness to kind of give up the false, you know, the masks um, and the worries about what people are going to think. I'm like, well, world's falling apart. So might as well tell you I'm a psychic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And accepting acceptance, right? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I guess that's all I can do. I just have to accept what it is because, wow. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I was practicing this uh, surrender and give it all up to God, you know, before. And I and I really, I really, in hindsight, could have saved myself a lot of grief if I would have just waited to, for 2020. But, well, I, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to step out and be on this podcast. I think we have some amazing 
listeners, people that are open to all things, that are they're wanting a baseline and a foundation of truth. And like you were talking about, how exactly do you go about raising that personal vibration and touching that Christ consciousness? So thank you so much. Is there anything else that that's popping in your mind that people need um, to hear? I feel like I need to say it. And I think this is, I almost feel like it's going to be like a new catch line or whatever, but it's, it's what we feel. We want to feel, we want to work to feel the life that we want. And so it's all in the feeling. Everything about manifestation, about our health, about everything is about what we feel. So if we want to feel joy, we have, it's those things we want to find every day, those moments that provide joy to us. Because the more you're feeling that, that high vibration joy is raising your vibration. And the more you do that, you're going to move into that on a more regular basis instead of being down in the low and, and coming up at, on occasion. That's beautiful. So that's the goal. <laughs> that just takes it and puts it all together. That's perfect. This is energy medicine. I guess this is the wave of the future. This is where we're going. Thank you for listening to Unworldly Everything.